Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> try hard. Happy hump day. Hello, everybody. Happy Super Saturday. Build-up week. <laughs> Saturday build-up week. It is the culmination of the Women's Six Nations this Saturday. Um, we will do a review next week, but doesn't it feel like it's been short? That's one thing, that's one complaint I've got. It feels like this has happened in the blink of an eye. Is that an well, age thing? Well, it has only been three weeks, mate. So, And there's no gap weeks as well. I think that that's what's different. Um, and in a way, you know what? I've actually really enjoyed weirdly there are only been two games maybe it's because I'm also watching lots of other rugby and I <laughs> it yeah. gets a little bit overload when you're watching premiership men's and women's six nations but um I've I've quite liked that format only because it it means that we don't have a full weekend off of rugby but the players do get the weekend off yeah. um so yeah to like rest and recuperate but um, loads of chat about all the different formats. You gave a good suggestion at the start of the tournament, but I think let's leave that chatter yeah, to next that week. Until next week. So, what have you been up to this week so far? Well, not this week, but last last weekend, um, I finally got to see my family um, oh. for the first time properly since um, October, actually, and my, when my mum ran the marathon. Um, super was obviously an absolute legend in the world's worst weather, um, completing it around the Devon lanes. Um, and it was just so special to go and walk around the fields and just catch up um, with my mum and my brothers. And then, um, and also see my brother's girlfriend's bump, Lucy is, um, is host to the first Waterman grandchild. Um, which Nolly. is yeah. Nolly. Um, I think she thought it was a little bit strange the way I was speaking to the bump, but that's just how it's going to roll, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> overly excited, like a child. Um, so that was super cool. And then on Saturday, I went over and watched my first Premier 15s game in over a year. Um, how did you get in there? What did you do? Ask for a media accreditation, Mrs. Media. No, you didn't. Um, did you? Actually, I did. I texted Tim oh, wow. from Gloucester and Gloucester and said, hey, K, 
can I have a media accreditation, please? So I can wow. get the, the download on uh, on the game and, and be able to talk about it on the podcast. You wear I was, a lanyard. I was absolutely gutted, right? So I thought I am officially on the dark side now. I've actually, this is the first time I've ever asked for a media accreditation. So I was a bit like giddy. And then um, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get one of those armbands. But I think the armbands are more for the photographers rather than... Armbands? <laughs> I haven't seen anyone. You're not an air aid warden. An armband? <laughs> what, like a prince wears? What? what anything. Um, I know, I didn't get anything, but I did oh, get access. Explain this armband that you reckon you've seen people. <laughs> what armband? I've never seen anyone wear a media armband. I think... Um, it's just the photographers that normally get them because they get no, to be pictured. No, the photographers wear a bib. You've literally oh. like created it. Maybe we'll <laughs> tell you what, I'm going to write it down in my, let me just find my Nolly's testimonial match notebook and I'll put that in the notes in there. Armbands for media. <laughs> but, yeah, but I was allowed in. I was a bit, I was so excited to see everybody. And it was really funny because I hadn't actually told any of the players and one of the best bits was that it was Harriet Miller Mills's 30th birthday on the Friday and she was playing um, and I got to stand a couple of meters away from her boyfriend Adam who was also there um, and as taxi driver to Harriet um, and we got to watch the game together and yeah and then got to see her afterwards and then just see all of the waspy girls and they were they they all kind of drifted over afterwards and were like we thought it was you like but no one could work out why I was at the game um and then also it was amazing because so many of the girls I used to coach still play for Gloucester Hartbury so Tatiana oh, Heard um, taking was, the credit for things yet again well obviously um but you know what it was so cool to see them Tatiana Heard was there she's not playing at the moment um she's on a return to play but she was having to tweet so I was stood trying to help her tweet from the Gloucester Hartbury account and um, not that I was being very helpful um and then saw Millie Wood got to see Bianca Blackburn Lucy Nye was playing for Waspies so it was just so nice um, and it nice. was but it was so strange being over there watching a game stood in the stands because that's what I used to do when I was a coach. And it was like this weird, like freedom feeling of, I've got no pressure on me today. Yeah. I can just watch and enjoy. I'm not like having to stress about what's happening on the field. Um, and it was one hell of a game. It went back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, the, well, Waspies managed to hang on right at the end. Um, I think they finally held up the, the Gloucester team over the line and won 25-20. So yeah, it was pretty intense, but it was Come good on, to see wasps. everyone. And um, if the audio has changed, I've just got my headphones on because my washing machine's on a spin cycle. Oh, oh, yeah. schoolboy era. I know, I know, but I just, I want to get my washing out on the line afterwards. Hang um, on, can I just say, you don't do your washing, what's happened? Um, it's just, it's my leggings. I wash, I do my like leggings, my exercise leggings because I don't trust my mum not to put fabric conditioner in with them. <laughs> when do you do exercise? Every day. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll start sending you the receipts for my Apple Watch. Every day I go out on my walk or my run. And I've covered this on the podcast before. So you can take your meanness elsewhere. Hang on, have I just got a nibble? I think more than a nibble. That, that's, think that's LJ, hook, line and sinker. <laughs> Some of us haven't got knackered knees and knackered thumbs, so we can get out and do exercise. So there. And actually, 
So you can next exercise Monday, and text. <laughs> next Monday, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a boot camp. I wasn't gonna tell you about this, but next wow. Monday, Laura Prosser, former Wales Scrum half, um, runs a little boot camp uh, behind my flat and for women. And I'm gonna go next Monday. It's my first one. I pass Laura. She's like she does like four hundred thousand steps a day. She lives right close to me, and I pass her on my walks. And she's running or she's walking. And I'm like, yeah, when the boot camps are back, I'm gonna come, and I'm gonna do it on Monday. And I'm oh. actually I'm gonna buy a ten class block of passes as well, so that I have to go. Yeah, and even if even if it's just a fifty p contribution. You won't give up that 50p no, easily, will you? <laughs> no, not at all. And do you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday. Right. So I went to Ikea with mum yesterday and I bought so much rubbish. I bought like a couple of champagne flutes because I don't like using my nice ones. If I had like someone over for a glass of fizz, a couple of stemless wine glasses, a spoon, some bedding, uh, some biscuits. If you'd said, if I'd walked into Ikea and somebody had given me something and it was 50 quid, I would have gone, I'm not buying that today. I haven't got the money to buy things like that. But instead I just buy 10 things that are five pounds. And it's such a false economy. Like in your head, you wouldn't spend 50 pound on something, but I'm quite happy to keep buying things that cost five pounds. Well, this is a problem about um, like waste culture, isn't it? With, I mean, this is quite a deep conversation around <clears throat> sustainability and stuff and actually the issue with cheap clothing and that, yeah. and how people buy a lot of cheap clothing and don't don't wear it like how many things have you got in your wardrobe I know you moved your bedroom around but how many things have you got in your wardrobe that have still got labels on and you did a massive sort out but yeah and there were so many things last year when I sorted it out that had labels on that just went down to the clothes recycling place which I'm sure have now been sold on the markets of Africa uh, which makes me happy every time I think about it but Friends of mine, Ash and Helen, they own a shop. Helen actually uh, is married to the legend, Mama Molotika. So we're just bringing that back into rugby there. They own a little shop called The Box Edit. Both of them um, come from buying backgrounds in the fashion industry. And they've curated, uh, I think it's like a 200 piece collection, they call it, in a tiny, tiny little shop in the Good Sheds in Barry. And it's all about buying clothes that you can wear in lots of different ways. So like I bought a dress from them last week that is a slip dress with a dress over the top. And actually Ash said to me, well, the top bit, you could wear a white vest and jeans underneath it. And then you've got another outfit right there. And we're obviously going on holiday in January to Mexico. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want to buy loads of summer clothes this year. I want to have like a little collection of things that I can wear with lots of other stuff. So that, because obviously I'll have lost like five stone by the time I go to Mexico in January, or at least I'll need to, because I just bought a new Barbie bikini. Your ten, um, from your 10 course boot camp yeah like what <laughs> I, that I works, feel like it? maybe we've got quite a lot of rugby to talk about and as much as we've like, I'm enjoying going through your buying habits you don't want to hear about it that's fine that's well, fine we'll, so, we'll hear about actually, the though, time <laughs> we have not mentioned the biggest news from the weekend come on the DMP oh, <laughs> I come thought you were going to say about Gary Street um topping his world cup medal and um basically winning every part of match fight but we'll come on the to world, that the world cup was a dress rehearsal the street meister is running away with match fight <laughs> but we will come on to that him. go on <laughs> well um it's not even i don't even know it's not funny um, oh, i love it when you see him 
I got to see him briefly um, on Monday because I was down at Twickenham doing some filming with HSBC. Shh, can't tell you what the content is, but it's a collaboration between HSBC and New Sport Trust, which are two fabulous groups of people and businesses in my life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they put this list out and I was with Ben Ryan and it was like, oh, can you bring your medals and you can, can you bring your boots and like, it's content for children. So and you, you were know, like, I don't know where like, they are. Show and tell. And I got in the car and obviously I don't live five minutes from Twickenham anymore and realised when I finally reached the M4 that I didn't have any of it. And I was at, I was that person. I was that disorganised person and I it was like ultimate panic. So I was like, right, get in touch with Claire Allen. She lives near in Twickenham now, World Cup with no. Get in touch with Fleeto. Is she driving over to England camp? No, she was, but couldn't coordinate that. Then all of a sudden, a little light bulb, Gary Street lives about te- the, the World Cup winning coach. Anyway, this is this is why it's not funny. He brought his medal down and it was just great Aww. to see him. Um, and so, yeah, actually, if you see the videos when they come out, it's not my World Cup medal. It's actually the head coaches. Um, oh, and he that. sat there watching whilst we were filming and just basically gave me abuse from the sideline. <laughs> like when we were play- like when I was a player, actually. Um, <laughs> In fact, I think if he does win match point, we should make him a medal. <laughs> you know, he would, but we then caught up and he did remind me of how he was doing so well in match point. Um, and then, um, and he's also involved in some stuff this weekend. Um, and yeah, we were talking about it and I was like, to be fair, you should have a decent knowledge of the women's game. I mean, you watched probably the most amount of women's rugby that ever anyone yeah. has ever watched um considering well, I do love that in the legends league, there are a number of like his girls like the girls that he's coached from like a young age and stuff as well so I love that a lot um we should talk about DMP though I, I sounded the klaxon <laughs> we've gone off on a tangent um huge congrats to them and it obviously meant a huge amount and actually I think it says a huge amount about the fact that they've taught and is there anything else that's huge in there huge it's awesome, <laughs> as you would say. Um, don't start on or, me. Start or your dad says. Oh, my gosh. My mum, she's like, I still can't believe you said awesome to Nolly the other day. I've never heard him say awesome. Oh, it's awesome. What are you on about? Awesome. He's 63 years old. Just to put into context, when I did the videos, I caught up with, with LJ's family. And, yeah, he he became like a 36-year-old woman <laughs> with the way he spoke. <laughs> He was just weird. He just showed off the whole time. It like keeps getting brought up by the family. Like. You were so mean though. You gave him the line that is the most cutting line any parent normally gives their child. But you, as the child gave your parent, stop showing off in front showing of people. Off. It is the off? worst thing oh, ever worse. anyone can ever say to you. And I remember the pure rage that used to come over, like would overcome me when my mum would say that it's in front of my friends. It's a mixture of like rage and embarrassment as well. So <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm always like this at home. I always swear. <laughs> yeah. But like only certain words in front of your parents when you're that age, like the C word, not Although, that C word. Although you did say that you thought it was really funny because normally I slip in a little a little swear word every now and again and I was like I'm with LJ's parents like I can't swear like that's not appropriate whereas you were laughing behind like behind our backs because your dad 
normally slips in a few swear words and neither of us were because we yeah, didn't my want parents to... like anyone who knows my family and has dined with my family or hung out with my family know that like they're big swearers and I know that it's uncouth and a lot of families don't swear but mine do but both of you were almost like trying to not swear in front of the other one which I just thought was hilarious because I was like you're all fishwives and yet you're all trying to like not be because you don't know where the line is you're all uh, fishwives never heard that one before you swear like a fishwife definitely never heard that but hey really every day's a school day Every day to school. Anyway, huge news. Yeah, <laughs> huge, huge news. Uh, I just wanted to say they've obviously toiled all season. Uh, Bristol without a lot of players due to um, the girls who are involved with Wales. And I think there's quite a few injuries there as well now. So it's going to be a struggle for them post Six Nations. But um, it's just great for DMP. And it was amazing on the Allianz Premier 15s um, social media to see how much it meant to those players. And there's a lot of heart there in that squad. And um, yeah, just, I was just really pleased for them. It was really, really nice to see. Nice. Yeah, and look, it's important for the for the league and it's important for the players. You know, they like you say, everyone is training incredibly hard and and it is disrespectful to say that, you know, to criticise their team, you know, from with losing um, like they have done through the season because actually they might be losing as a team, but that doesn't say whether they're, working hard as individuals and, and actually being the best that they can be so yeah it's a it's brilliant for players and actually I, I've got this weird sneaky feeling that Bristol have lost to DMP before it's like they're kind of their their bogey team. team yeah interesting um, shall we move on to the two games the women's six nations that took place on the weekend first up was the island France game at um Donnybrook I don't know what they call it now Ener Energia Park I think they call it yeah um Donnybrook Fair, lovely little cafe shop right by there. That's by the by. Um, it's lucky that Boujard and Boulard's names sound the same because the commentators, the two of them, are all over the place linking up. Absolutely loved it again. Boulard, I'm sorry, is now my favourite fullback in the world, but you don't count because you're old and decrepit. Um, but her absolute beauty of a try from her, the manager try as well, was absolutely clean off. Um, prop the Women's Six Nations social media because they've been getting them out there. I've had a slight feeling over this tournament that we're not talking about the rugby enough. We're talking about lots of peripheral um, issues and narratives and um, things that affect women's sport. But ironically, we're not talking about the sport. So get on and check those tries out and, and have a conversation. One thing I will say, though, in that vein in terms of people being... I feel like you've summarised the game and we'll just move Sorry, on. No, I mean, do you want with, my opinion questions. on anything? No, I have got questions, but one thing I just wanted to say is that in terms of people being engaged by the Women's Six Nations and, and it being a standalone tournament, and I was excited about that, and in practice, I, I'm not sure if it had had the cut through, and my cousin Ethan, I say my cousin, he's my cousin's child, even though he's in his 20s, makes me feel old, but he um, has... He's got a British passport and a French passport. His mum's French, so he's a huge French rugby fan. And he messaged me on Sunday and was like, how good is Boulard? And I was like, I've never, like, he's 21 this year. And I can't imagine any of, like, my boys, when we were that age, having conversations about the Women's Six Nations or saying to me, 
oh, how good is that player? And the fact that he sent me that message, like every weekend, like he's a huge Toulouse fan and he'll message me and he's like, he's, he's desperate for it to be a length of the Toulouse Champions Cup final. And we'll have conversations about that, but he's never engaged with women's rugby like that before. And I just, for the first time, for me, there's like a tangible, this is having a bit more cut through. And I do think it's because it's standing alone from the men's. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> the coverage that I've been impressed with is some of the the footage, like you said, about on the Women's Six Nations in particular, like the the clips that they're showing, the kind of the the power, the pace, the skill. Um, and I get really fed up with it constantly being talked about with regards to development of the game. And like I'm I'm sure we'll probably touch on it next week when we review everything. But it has been really good to see the skill set and like the offloads and things. And I think also. One thing that would be good to to talk about, um, and we'll we'll go back to, well, you've reviewed the Island France game. I'll, no, I'll give I've got a few questions opinions. to ask you about it. I've got <laughs> questions, so you but, tell me when you're ready, because I've got to pick up on some stuff that you talked about last. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, wait. Okay. I hope to give you the credit of actually really knowing a huge amount about this. Um, well, let's talk about that and I can talk about You've got about your coach's hat on. But last week you talked about the fact that you felt Ireland would be caught out with their edge defence. And it kind of absolutely did what it said on the tin for you, I guess. Yeah, like, like France absolutely cut them apart and, and to score first phase plays with just hands down the line is just isn't good enough. And, and it came down to the 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 13 wing channel and the whichever wing you know whichever way they went um for for whatever reason the wing was stepping in on the 13s tackle which then just creates a 2v1 with the fullback um and you know it might be the fact that Eva's new and and you know she's not shouting to push or that the winger isn't you know confident she's there and and just new combinations and it's not to to massively pick fault but it wasn't good enough and and that's where you you see the difference because like I said Wales got to that edge and they were able to find it they then couldn't capitalize on those that area of um of line break or 
but the French did and 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 that's the difference you know yeah. and that's where fair play the, the the French backs the timing of Boulard's pass a couple of times was absolutely spot on you've got to make sure that you get the winger biting in enough to be able to put the your winger away into the space so that they can't recover and she she did it time and time again yeah. and I think you know then it's a credit to the to the outside backs to finish it off um yeah it was so a shame if 13 is the disconnect, 13 to the winger, last week you said that you would have looked at against France, perhaps swapping Eve and Sene and their 12 and 13 jerseys. This week against Italy, is that what you do or would you bring somebody else in in that 13 jersey? Um, so for me, for me I, I couldn't believe how good Stacey Flood was. She was absolutely insane. Like her passing, her running game, she literally looked like uh, you know uh, the one of the most experienced fly halves in the world when she came on in some of the skill sets and I don't say that lightly like genuinely some of the stuff she did and some of her defense was outstanding and she hasn't played a lot in 15s and so I would personally cap. pardon that was her first 15s cap the week before oh right oh, oh okay well there you go <laughs> you know and, and maybe why she's a um coming off the bench but I personally um you know I, I was thinking that I don't know whether she's played a lot at 12, but I would put Tyrrell at 10, her at 12, Senny at 13, and just have that um, experience. You know, as much as it's been brilliant to see Eve, and I was talking a lot about her in the sevens and how good she was. I, I don't think what we've seen in the sevens has transferred into the into the 15 shirt yet, but then saying that 13 is one of the hardest positions yeah. to, to play, especially defensively. Um, and although it wasn't down her channel, there was a disconnect between her and the wing. And, and as I say, it might actually be the wingers not listening to her um, and I might be giving her a disservice, but that's what I would potentially do with that back line. Um, when you've got players yeah. who are transitioning from sevens to fifteens, do you think there is a case of trial and error in terms of positioning? Do you think that because of the nature of sevens that it is prudent to try a player out in a few different positions, not necessarily the one that you prescriptively think they're going to be suited to? Yeah, you've got to look at like the skill sets and, and where they are. I personally think Eve would be better closer in. I think she's probably more of a 10-12 a, a or potentially fullback because she's got a fantastic running game. She's You didn't see it, which you normally see in a 13, but they didn't have the ability to distribute to her quick enough yeah. to, to get her into the space. And um, and it actually quite often is the influence of other players around them as well. Um, but it's not necessarily just finding a position for them. It's also just giving them enough time in that in that 15s game. It's so yeah. different. Um, and, you know, a credit to all of the girls, I think, from my perspective, I think, you know, it was great to see Considine get loads of um, loads of time on the ball. She, she ran some great lines, um, did well, but that was because also the French kicked her a lot. So, yeah. she, you know. I do hate watching Ema play though, because I could walk the Tesco's behind my house and look puffed out and a bit red and she plays 80 minutes of rugby and looks like I do before a night out and I don't like that <laughs> yeah I, you know what let's talk about France because they're the ones that are going up against England this weekend um it's actually quite scrappy to start off with and I was a bit surprised they, they didn't look rattled by the errors that they were making um but they their defensive pressure was unbelievable and the the way that they just were getting off the line, it suffocated Wales, it suffocated Ireland, they couldn't cope with it. Ireland gave away loads of penalties and France capitalised on the territory gain from the penalties as much as anything. Um, and you talked about the tries and yeah, look, some of them were, were brilliant. 
I think the person I'm most excited about watching, which is slightly bizarre because it's a back rower, but if Menager starts against um, England, she's somebody that is world-class. And yeah. if she starts, she's in great form. I think she's going to give England absolute hell. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think it's a good challenge for England. Um, but she just breezed past Constantine and, and, and you know... Um, and actually for her yeah. try as well, like the French hands in there were sublime and they do look like a team who have had a lot of time together and, and they're doing the basics very well. Love the Boulard pass for the um, the first try at 13 minutes as well. I'm really excited about her, but has she benefited from the opposition that they've played so far? Do you think she might struggle against bigger teams? Yeah, what we haven't seen is her ability to control the backfield against teams that can kick well. Yep. Um, England will kick and whether they bring... Zoe into 12 potentially um, and then you've got three kickers well four kickers if you've got uh, McKenna or Ellie at, at, at fullback um, so how she works with the wingers and that 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 back three defense hasn't been tested so it will be interesting to see how she copes with that with the wingers I think somebody that has is unsung um, is Banning um, on the other wing to, to Bujard she is probably one of the toughest players I've played against and had to defend she absolutely like slams into you and is also yeah. so physical she ripped the ball a few times off of um Parsons and it kind of went it was like oh there's a knock-on or it kind of went a little bit unnoticed but she is physical she's strong and if I, I think she will give England um give England how which again I'm excited about it. Sounds like I want England to do bad. I want them to be under the most amount of pressure because that's what's going to get them the, the World Cup kind of yeah. medals at next and year. It, and it, without hyping it too much, it is going to be a mega game at the Stoop and you're going to be there on Saturday. So I am. I'm with the BBC. Um, we are do you think they'll give you side. an armband? No, but I might just make one just to be like... Okay. Okay. to be obvious that Great. I'm there for Great. the TV. <laughs> uh, last word on the Island France game. It was Hugh Cahill and Fiona Coughlin on comms. Absolutely loved it. Really enjoyed it. Two absolute belters. Great game. Which brings us on to Scotland, Italy. And it was Sarah Orchard and Rachel Malcolm on comms. And I thoroughly enjoyed the pair of them. Really enjoyed it. Just, It's just nice to hear. Nice to hear cool people talking about rugby. Yeah, look, I, I thought, you know... Both sets of commentary teams were brilliant, and it was. I, I was. I, I was really surprised that it was Rachel Malcolm because I couldn't work out who it was. Her accent sounded a little softer on the mm -hmm. on the commentary, but also she sounded so experienced. And I know that Rachel's never commentated before, so yeah. I was literally like, "Who is this girl?" And I, I turned to Smyrna. I was like, "She's really good. Like this is it. Like brilliant insight." That's and then is that she's been doing the SRU podcast through like lockdown last year. And it does show that nobody walks into this and is good at it straight away. But if you give people a bit of platform and a, and a, a space to learn, like it, it does come to fruition. And that's all that I think women are asking for in this space. Nobody expects that, you talked about it in the documentary, nobody expects to walk into a Champions Cup final and know what they're doing. But there has to be, there has to be a learning ground and there has to be a space for, for women to be able to do it. And perhaps the boys get a bit more opportunity because if they're injured, their games are televised week in, week out and they get bought in. So props to the SRU for, for having Rachel on that podcast throughout. She's brilliant on there and she was brilliant on comms on the weekend. 
Yeah, and actually it's not just about commentating. There's loads of other ways to learn about, oh, it sounds really silly, but having your opinion and, and translating that into an interesting short answer. Obviously having the podcast, I give long and short answers, um, which gives me practice on both. So um, yeah, I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Um, it was really nice because she gave um, uh, an insight that not many people could give because she mm -hmm. is a captain of her country and she spoke about that and she spoke about certain players and she gave a really nice insight into some of the new caps. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed that. And, and I also, also really enjoyed Italy. I thought, I thought they were fantastic. Um, their defence was was spot on. I love seeing Rigoni in the centre playing like she is at the moment. So that selection that I find, I don't really understand, and, and perhaps you can explain this to me because it's perhaps something that happened with you when you were with England. So Manuela Furlan was moved from fullback to wing. I mean, Nazi started at fullback. Why would you move your more experienced player out of position to play your less experienced player in the position that that player has obviously cultivated such a, a, a great pedigree at previously. Yeah, look, it's exactly the same as what happened with Ellie Kildan and I um, in my last season with England. And um, it actually, for me, it actually started, you know, I started as a winger with England. Um, well, first of all, scrum half, then I went to the wing, then I went to fullback. So um, it actually kind of happened a little bit by um, situate, like situation where, I was the 24th player in the autumn, Jess Breach got injured. I then just stepped in with three minutes before the game onto the wing. I hadn't run in at a wing or anything. So I was like, okay, we'll work it out. And obviously did, did okay um, and showed my worth. But actually by me playing on the wing, it meant I could support Ellie in some of the, the plays and the decision-making and just relieve some of the pressure because it is a really, obviously I'm going to say, and I genuinely believe it's the hardest position on the field to play. <laughs> obviously obviously <laughs> obviously um but there was so much decision making and you need to work as a unit and so having somebody in that position to support a younger player you know Ellie's a fantastic rugby player but it just meant I relieved some of the pressure being on the field with her while she's le you know learning that position at a test level and it's exactly the same I think for for Furlan and Minotti Furlan is actually again you know I I did all right when I went onto the wing and and uh and Furlan's uh, well, she's absolutely brilliant at the moment. She's flying, she's got a hat-trick, um, and Minotti was fantastic. So I'm sure that combination, it just takes off the pressure in a position where, you know, Minotti's clearly the one that they're looking to for the future, and that transition needs to happen. But it's happening with the best players being on the field still and the experience allowing to support her. So I think it's brilliant, and it's really paid off. And Dejando Menico, the coach, um, in my opinion, is showing his his coaching ability at the moment the way that the girls are playing he is they look very well coached considering they haven't played any rugby yeah. in domestic domestic league um i don't know how much time they've had together but they look really well coached defensively their organization the attack it was simple it was clean it was crisp it was it was everything that we we saw against england but they couldn't get over the line yeah. because england's defense was too much um i think that, like coaching the, they, there have been calls this week that it's unfair for the amateur sides to be playing the pro and semi-pro sides. How much would it have benefited Italy to have played England the week before? It's not a negative. They will have surely learned a huge amount about where they are, what's going to work, what's not going to work, and brought that into this game. Do you subscribe to that? 
100%. Like every team steps up to, you know, when they get to play England and, you know, and they would have taken huge positives from what they did. You know, it was only two runs against the game, two, two bounces of ball from England's defensive pressure that got England on the scoreboard. It, they didn't earn the right to do that. They earned it through defensive hard work, but not from an attack. And, and, and Italy's amount of possession was unbelievable. It was like 60 or 70% in the yeah. first half. It was unbelievable. So I think they would have taken loads from that game. And actually, you know, to do it, to have that amount of pressure put on them, it was only ever going to get slightly easier against Scotland because they're not as organised and, and as intense as England. So, yeah, I think it, it it's worked out really well for them. And I just one player um, that I think I'd like to mention is a player of the match, Ragoni. For me, she's always been a really good rugby player, very exciting, really random kicking game, really creative, but has always been a little bit loose with some of the details. So yeah. would give the offload when it wasn't on or, or make the kick and it wouldn't quite come off. But she seems to have completely tightened down on things and just done her basics. But then the spark has come every now and again and, and she looked strong, she looked physical. Um, it just, yeah. And the 10, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, which is not good, but the speed of her pass is unbelievable. I haven't yeah. seen a fly half. It's not necessarily through her hands quickly, but as soon as she releases the ball, the speed that it gets to the next person is unbelievable. And that 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 split second, because Rigoni is playing well in the outside, but and Solari is just class. Yeah, it gives them a, that split second to get on the outside of a defender. Um, yeah, so I, I can't wait for Italy Ireland. I think it's going to be again another another great game. Well, not to correct you, but just to pull you up on that, because of the pandemic and what's going on, that game, of course, should have been Italy-Ireland, but it will be Ireland-Italy this weekend just because of players having to quarantine and stuff like that. So it has been agreed that the fixture will be flipped and Ireland will be the home team this Saturday instead. One thing I just want to really quickly bring up, we talked about it last week, we've talked about it at great length of your try of the decade and how Harriet Miller-Mills was left out in the cold and how it is one of the great unfair things that's ever happened in sport. And Baratin, you have the thoughts of Try Hard podcast this week because Minotzi, absolute belter, probably the try of the round for me, but it was all about the Baratin break. She will, however, not get the Try of the Week award, despite the fact it was fully down to her and the break through midfield. So, Baratin, you get the Try Hard's Try of the Week. Um, I, uh, I've just checked on my phone and we gave Gary Street a lot of credit. Um, and actually, last round, Johnny Hammond won the wow. Guinness Legends League. So Hammond. I apologise to Johnny on air. Um, the host of the women's rugby pod they've got their own league and he got a perfect prediction um so yeah he actually won the league streety is in at, uh, at third with another perfect prediction himself um but overall i actually can't believe it she got in and it because it was free and only because it was free she joined kerry large uh, is large leading the she what's funny is she's at first streety's at second Johnny's at third, Rocky's at fourth. And, well, George Gulliver's gone from hero to zero. She's moved into seventh, although she is still higher than me um, and you. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? In I fact, I think like I'm last. <laughs> it, 
it's great to have uh you know a big debut to this as many of, of those you've listed have had there are three games this weekend and everything can change so you know um, a, a late charge a late surge okay. the other person i'd like to give a shout out to is um john maxwell or max as we know him yeah who is the stats man of the women's game absolutely loves it um and he is he won the round with a perfect prediction and 41 points on the try league. So well done, Max. Good shout out oh, to you. Well done, Max. But do you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less because that man puts so much time, effort and energy into keeping all of us on our tomes. Tomes? Toes in terms of um, stats and stuff. If you don't follow women's rugby data on Twitter, get involved because it will help you with match point. Hasn't helped me. But. And it's not helped me. I I've had so I've been so bad. But what I'm thinking now, my line is, is that yeah. we've introduced all these new people. We're obviously very experienced, and it's quite intimidating if we just come in and I'm smash everyone that's new. So you know, we don't want to invite people, you know, to play with us because we know we're good. So I haven't gone hard. I <laughs> I want everyone to have the right enjoyment I, from this. I, I've got nothing other than 10 points for just predicting the winner. I am nowhere close on any scoreline. But this weekend, I'm in. We're in business. Three perfect predictions. <laughs> I'm all over it. Right, I've got to let you go because you've got places to be. I'm actually doing another podcast today. Are you? Who with? I am a guest on the Goal in Mind podcast. She has a Goal in Mind podcast, which is... Uh, a couple of the girls from your alma mater, Cardiff Met, UIC as was, um, one of the broad sports broadcast courses, pieces of coursework this year has been to set up a podcast and two of the girls have asked me to join them this week and have a chat about women in sport. It's a bit weird because I do give them occasional lectures, so. Well, don't flip into teacher. Yeah, don't flip into teacher parent mode. Um, and Let's be honest, enjoy you can what my lectures are like. The piece of advice I gave them last time was all oh, go out and make sure you buy yourself a good backpack. Like I mean, this is solid, solid stuff. I'm sure you will contribute a lot to their podcast, and I look forward to listening to it. Great. Speak to you Bye. soon. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 